Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today we are going to talk about some feel-good food. I know that Ina sometimes gets some uh, flack for cooking, shall we say, calorie-heavy dishes, so I thought it was... uh, High time to do an episode that showed some healthier options, and boy, did I hit the jackpot with this one. This is one of those earlier seasons that just, this is not the same Ina that we know, like, today. So it is, I mean, let's just get into it. This is season three, episode nine, and again, it's called Feel Good Food. So Ina starts out on a treadmill which is fine. Like, I'm sh- I'm not saying that, like, she probably has never been on that treadmill. I, I was more taken aback by the fact that she's still wearing the same clothes that she would, like, if she was just doing her cooking. Like, she has, like, on this, like, it's like a really, uh, like, pretty color green almost. But it's, like, instead of, like, you know, the blue or the white or the, uh, like, the denim shirt, it's just, like, a green shirt. And she talks on the treadmill. She's walking on the treadmill and talking the entire time. So she says the following. I love to entertain, but every once in a while, I have to say, this day is for me. A little exercise, lots of pampering, and some really healthy food. This is a good for me day. And then we are off to the races. The first scene starts, literally, it feels like someone like pushed her into the kitchen island. She like slaps the counter with both hands and then she's like so I'm being really good to myself and having a really healthy day so instead of the usual bagel and cream cheese I'm going I'm going to make a tropical smoothie she's again I feel this reminds me of the episode I did with Robbie Roselle where she is just like going she makes so many things in this episode like I think nowadays I think the max is probably like four things per episode, like four dishes, whatever happens to be, like desserts, appetizers, main courses. But she makes a lot. And the first thing she makes, as I just said, is a tropical smoothie, uh, which looks great. Honestly, I love a smoothie. Um, I make smoothies every once in a while. I, When I was like really into like fitness, like two years ago, my trainer, um, who's also Keon's trainer as well, he suggested like the most amazing recipe. It's two cups of frozen blueberries and then three quarters of a cup of just like instant oats and then a little bit of water just to kind of, you know, for good measure. And then I sometimes put a banana in it because it makes it sort of like velvety and creamy. And then two scoops of like chocolate protein powder and I feel like there's one other thing. Oh, yeah, like we used to get it at Target. I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically like some sort of like green powder. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know what it's called, but there was like a really, really like bougie one that we loved that made it taste like a blueberry, like a lemon blueberry, like cake smoothie. It was incredible. So that's the smoothie that I've, that's my go-to smoothie, but I guess this is Ina's go-to smoothie. So let's get back to Ina. Uh, She puts in a half a papaya. It looks delicious. It looks like the perfect amount of ripeness. And then she puts half a mango in. The mango doesn't look as ripe as the papaya. Um, but, you know, I, I love both of them. I don't think I've had... If I've had papaya, I don't know where I've had it. But I've definitely had mango before, too. 
Uh, and then she throws in a banana for the same reason that I throw in a banana, just to make it a little bit more smooth. And some skim milk, because this is healthy. Some fresh orange juice, non-fat yogurt, a little bit of water, a little bit of ice, which I guess, yeah, I guess if you count, like, I don't really put ice in mine, but the blueberries are frozen in my other smoothie that I make, so I guess that makes sense. And then she puts a dash of honey. Um, and then she whips it up. It looks great. It's like this beautiful color of like, oh, I don't even know. It's like, it's not mustard yellow. It's like a, it's like a more vibrant than a mustard yellow because of the, the papaya and the, um, of the mango too. It's great. So she takes a sip and she's like, mmm, all the nutrients I need for my walk. And I forgot to mention after she takes her sip, she does this like, I don't even know. She like waves her hands around. Um, it's like she's one step away from like doing a jig in her kitchen after taking a sip of it. Again, I just feel like the producers are like, Ina, can you do it one more time and take another sip and just pretend you're really excited about it? And like, that's, this is what we got as a result of that. So anyway, she goes on a walk with God knows who this man is. I've never seen him ever. Um, I feel like she's just like so amped up from the tropical smoothie that she's just like, she just started walking with like anyone on the street who would listen. She's like, they're like power walking. She's like, I'm having a healthy day. What's your favorite healthy food? And this guy's like, uh, I guess a smoothie. And Ina's like, that's what I'm doing actually. Ha 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 ha. It is manic. So then she tells this guy, I'm going to make grilled tuna with mango salsa for lunch. Does that sound healthy? And the guy's like, uh, yeah, if you put a salad with that, it doesn't get much better than that. And I was like, perfect. And then there's just some B-roll footage of them just like power walking. Again, Ina has not switched clothes. This is, She doesn't during this entire episode. I mean, I don't think I need to see her in like Fabletics, but I just thought like maybe a different top. I mean, I don't know what like exercise wear looks like for Ina Garden, um, but... I'm assuming she has t-shirts, right? And she was wearing a coat, so she could easily get away with, like, you know, kind of zipping it up or buttoning it up all the way and not really even seeing what shirt she has on, but it was just funny. She she wears the exact same outfit on the treadmill, on the walk, and what else does she do? I feel like, and she goes shopping later with Miguel. <laughs> um, so after that random walk with that stranger who I don't know, and for all I know, Ina doesn't know who that was either. She like busts through the front door with like a spring in her step. And she's like, I'm going to take a quick shower and then make seared tuna with mango salsa. Great. So she starts out with um, the tuna steak, which looks huge at first. I'm not judging. Um, but because like, think, I think when it cooks down, it gets a little bit uh, like smaller, I guess. But it looks like at first glance, it looks like it can serve two people. But like... It's fine. Um, she advises to get the pan very hot so that the tuna can sear, of course. And then she starts to, as the pan's getting hot, she um, starts on the mango salsa. She has like some onions and a little bit of ginger sauteing. She throws in some garlic and then throws in two mangoes, like like a nice small dice, I'd say. And then adds a splash of orange juice to sort of deglaze the pan and then throws a pinch of brown sugar into it. She says, just because you're eating healthy doesn't mean you have to deprive yourself of delicious food, <laughs> which is true. I do think that there's a little bit of a balance there. It's like for me, for me, it's all about portion control. I I eat so fast as well, too, that I just like Keanu and I both like go into like a fugue state when we eat. I was watching a TikTok. I was just telling him about this earlier today. Um... 
that if you're a fast eater, like to slow down, because most of the time, if you're like, if you're a fast eater, you're not really paying attention to like when you actually start to get stuffed because you're just like food, 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 that if you slow down and really take your time and take like, like 20 minutes sounds like a long time because I can eat like an entire meal in less than five minutes, <laughs> like probably even less than that, which is a problem, but it allows you to kind of think about when you're actually full um, as opposed to just like shoveling food and shoveling food and then, then you're just like over stuff. So a uh, little hot tip for everyone there. Us, uh, us fast eaters gotta, gotta stick together. Uh, where was I here? Um, okay, so she chops up a little jalapeno and drops, I don't know what drops, I don't know where that came from, <laughs> and takes out all the seeds and the, like, the rib part. Uh, she dices it up and throws it in the salsa. I don't know if she used the whole pepper either way. Uh, she throws in, uh, the tuna steak into the skillet, rather, and she chops up some mint, throws that into the salsa as the tuna is starting to sear. And so she cuts the tuna up after it's done cooking. It is rare with a capital R. I I mean, I, I probably would try it because I've eaten raw tuna before in like sushi and other stuff too. So like it doesn't, I don't know what it is about it. Like it's like, it's like warm though. And I think that would freak me out. I don't know why. Again, I would try it. But like if I was cooking this, I probably would have left it. I probably would have cooked it like one minute more on each side. I think that would have been perfect. But she plates it up um, with the mango salsa. She adds like a little sprig of mint to it to tie it all together. And then she like scurries outside into this little nook, like on her back porch to eat it. And it's it's lovely. She puts her feet up and she's like, I think I'm just going to stay here for a while. And then I'm going to make some tzatziki. And let's move on to the uh, tzatziki. So she she starts with two cups of low-fat yogurt. She grates one cucumber... Oh, this is what I wanted to say, too. So she, what she does with the yogurt is she gets, like, a sieve and then, like, puts... I, she might use cheesecloth, but um, we've done this before because there is, like, a Lebanese... I guess you would call it, like, dip. Kian's Lebanese. So obviously we have, like, a lot of Mediterranean and, like, Arabic food in the house. So um, what he does... We don't... There's a different way to make it now, but, like, what we've done before is... I think we got, like, whole fat greek yogurt and then you strain it and it like it gets like really thick and it's almost like it's not quite like cheese but it's just like really thick greek yogurt and then you put like salt on it and then you kind of just like let it um do its thing and it's called labne it's like it's so good it's almost like sour cream but not uh and that's kind of what Ina's doing here with the low fat yogurt she kind of and we just use like a paper towel we just like put a whole bunch of paper towels in the sieve i don't know maybe like two three if you're feeling like extra ambitious and then you just put it on top of a bowl and let it just like let all the water drain out from it it is so good get a little pita bread maybe some like cucumbers a little tomato it's delish and this is not far off from that the tzatziki so um she does the same thing with the cucumber i guess she does one cucumber she says grated and then salted so all the liquid is kind of pulled out from the salt being in the cucumber and then she dumps that into the strained low-fat yogurt and then she adds two tablespoons of lemon juice and some chopped garlic and then um some low-fat sour cream since we're being healthy Ina says 
And she says, I'll keep it in the fridge all week. So when I want to reach for a chocolate chip cookie, I'll have tzatziki instead. And I was like, that sounds really weird just to like get like a spoon and like you have you have to have something to dip into that tzatziki. So but then she brings out like a bowl like seconds later. Um, she brings out like a little crudite platter. Not really. It's like a bowl of just veggies. And she pulls out some icicle radishes, which looks so good. I love radishes. I love how they're like a little bit peppery. I I have to dip them in something. I know. I think Keon, his family serves it with just like a little bit of salt. You could pour like or like dip it in like a little bit of salt. They're like cut in half. But I like to have like... I mean, this is the polar opposite of like how Keon's family would eat it, but like a little bit of ranch or at least something to dip it in because they, they're they a little, um, I don't know, they're kind of like carrots where they're just like, you're just munching and munching and munching and munching and you kind of need something else to kind of, I don't know, wet your whistle. I, that sounded weird, but you know what I mean. Um, so she has these icicle radishes, which are beautiful. And then purple string beans and sugar snap peas. I was today years old when I found out that purple green beans exist or purple string beans. That sounds delicious. Yes, please. I wonder how they differ from like regular green string beans. That's like one of my favorite. I mean, I don't really snack on veggies that much. Keon eats a lot more veggies than I do. Um, but there is something about buying like fresh green beans and just like eating them like string beans. I don't know if there's a difference, but I'll I'll say green beans. We all know what I'm talking about. Um, I can honestly like eat 500 of them, especially if they're really fresh, like just from like a farmer's market. It's one of, one of life's greatest joys, to be honest. Um, and then what does Ina say? She says, just because something is healthy doesn't mean that it has to look like a bowl of oatmeal. So I'm making beet salad with oranges. This sounds great. I am totally on board with this. As we said, I don't know what episode that was where she was cutting up the beets. Ugh, it's all a blur to me. But so she starts out, she says that canned beets are just as good as fresh beets. I might have to differ with that one beg to differ rather, but I, I do agree that the canned beets are far easier to deal with, like, as opposed to, like, roasting a beet and, like, peeling it and getting your entire kitchen, like, covered in beet juice. Um, so for the sake of ease, yes, I totally agree. Um, so she's chopping these baby beets, baby canned beets in half, and she makes a vinaigrette. She kind of just pours it right into the bowl of beets, which is perfect. Um, it's raspberry vinegar, olive oil, salt, and pepper, and then she zests an entire orange and then peels it and like kind of sections it off into little wedges for the salad. And then she does it for, an, she gets like a second orange and does the same thing. Um, it sounds delish. She says, just be sure to take out all the white parts. It's called the pith. How silly is that? <laughs> and then lastly, she tops it off with a handful of chopped red onion, like a, a pretty small dice of red onion. It's perfect. It looks beautiful. It's the perfect summer salad Um, and pretty healthy, I think. Like, I think this might be one of the healthiest things that she makes on this episode. Not that the other things aren't healthy um, or aren't. What am I trying to say? My brain is, again, shutting down by the minute here. Uh, She ends this segment by saying, how easy was that? Before the next segment, she says, I'm going to make some tomato basil soup, and I think a little retail therapy would be good for me. 
So she starts out by showing us the roasted plum tomatoes that she's already cooked. Uh, she roasted them 45 minutes at 400 degrees. And in her pot, she has some onions and garlic sort of sauteing. It's like a beautiful, oh my God, this Le Creuset, because everything's Le Creuset. Like, I know there's like a, like a lot of knockoff Le Creuset things, because like, it's almost just like, it's crazy how expensive they are. And I know they go on sale for like, Black Friday and stuff like that too. But um, this one's really beautiful. It's like the perfect shade of green. Green is my favorite color. So I'm always, always going to like any sort of like green kitchenware. Um, but regardless, she tosses in the tomatoes, the roasted tomatoes, and she puts in a little bit of fresh thyme, some crushed red pepper, olive oil, and then she chops up some fresh basil. Lots of it, she says. Um, so she puts the basil in the the pot and then she tosses in a can of roasted tomatoes followed by some chicken stock it's strange that she roasted all of those like plum tomatoes and then ends up adding more tomatoes anyway i thought that was interesting but whatever i mean i guess it's less it's less fuss to just like open up a can and like you know toss it in so ina says while that cooks away i'm ready to go shopping with miguel he loves to shop and he's got great taste this is where it gets crazy. <laughs> so we get some B-roll footage of Miguel and Ina just like running through the rain in East Hampton. And Ina says, now, now this is my kind of day filled with shopping. And then they just like laugh. And it's almost like Ina's like dragging Miguel into all these shops. Uh, Miguel is, since these, these are like the earlier seasons, he has like this, these like long has long flowing hair, like almost like shoulder length hair. He looks great. So Ina, <laughs> Ina picks up, they're like looking through stuff and Ina's like, look at this lip balm. The flavors are virgin and slut. <laughs> it's like, what? I can't believe they kept that in. I mean, it's not, it's like, it was again, so out of character. Like I don't, this would never happen nowadays or maybe it would. I have no idea. I like took a video. I sent it to Robbie Roselle. I sent it to Christian, who was who was our guest two weeks ago, um, and everyone else that I know that loves Ina. I was just like, I can't believe this exists. Um, it made me want to go back and just like binge all of the earlier seasons just to see how many other crazy moments there are like this. I mean, but but the, like the thing that made it even funnier. So Ina says, look at this lip balm, lip balm, virgin and slut. And my, Miguel says it would make a great Christmas gift. And they both laugh so loud. Like if I was in the shop, I would be like, I think I need you to be quiet because you're you're just dis <laughs> you're disrupting like the shoppers here. But they are having a good time and uh, they're not apologizing for it. Uh, so next uh, they go to like a men's formal wear store, which to be honest, I feel is more Ina's speed. She wears like men's dress shirts anyway, anyway. So like, I feel like she's home. Um, she's like, but they're kind of shopping for Miguel a little bit. And um, I feel like she ends up getting like a scarf. The camera was up like really high. It was almost, it looked like it was like the security footage, but like, but not. It was like a regular camera. It was, it was um some strange camera angles in this, in that scene. But the shopping spree is over. They are, uh, Ina is back in the kitchen and she is ready to make an absolutely guilt-free lemon angel food cake. Okay, side note, I don't think angel food cake is as healthy as everyone thinks it is. Yeah, there's no frosting on top. There's no like buttercream. So maybe that's the redeeming quality, but there's still, I, I counted, 
a grand total of two cups of sugar. Granted, it's like super fine sugar, but it's still <laughs> sugar. So she starts out with cake flour and a half cup of uh, super fine sugar. So that's the first half cup. We got it. It's our sugar count here. And then she starts to beat one and a half cups of egg whites with some cream of tartar. And then she also puts some lemon zest and vanilla into the egg whites as well. And then she adds, oh, wait, maybe, maybe my calculations. Oh, no, no. Here we go. Okay. So she adds uh, half a cup of super fine sugar to the egg whites. Oh, guess. Okay. So I'm sorry. My math is all wrong. So really, there's only a cup total of sugar in this, not two cups. So, but still, I guess that's better than the average cake. I just feel like in the 90s, like everyone was eating angel food cake. Anyone who was on like Weight Watchers or like Jenny Craig or like anything like that, like my mom and my grandma, like it was all angel food cake all the time. And I remember, and I don't know, maybe that was just like my little bubble in Pittsburgh, but like I just remember that was like the thing because it was like lighter than air. And it just feels like it's good for you, but it still has sugar. I don't know. My, the way that I, I loved it, um, angel food cake, I don't know. Like, I think my mom maybe did it once. She made an entire angel food cake. Maybe it's my grandma who did it. Um, and then she put a whole can of chocolate frosting on it. Like, just like a regular store-bought, like, you know, can of frosting. And it's so good. I remember I requested that for my birthday, I think probably like six years in a row. Like I was obsessed with it. I didn't care about store-bought cake. I wanted an angel food cake homemade with just chocolate frosting on it. It's divine. It's so good. You should try it. And I know sometimes people do uh, like maybe some powdered sugar or something like that on top of it. That's probably, I mean, still sugar, but um those are my thoughts on angel food cake and the fact that like it's not guilt-free is what I'm saying but I guess in the long run it is still less calories than you know German chocolate cake we'll say I don't know um I don't even know where I was I was uh thrown off by all this sugar talk here so okay uh okay she gets out her tube pan and puts the batter inside and that's pretty much that. So moving on to the next segment, she says, um, I've had a really healthy day, so I'm going to make a really healthy sandwich. And this is where I was like, wow, she made, I think she makes seven things in this episode. She makes the smoothie, the tuna, tzatziki, beet salad, tomato basil soup, angel food cake, and now a sandwich. It's bonkers. I just can't believe she made that many things, which is probably why she's like, running around like a chicken with her head cut off but this sandwich again I'm not judging but like it starts out with a block of cream cheese which she doesn't eat the whole thing herself like she's making I feel like she's making it for like the week um but it starts out with eight ounces of cream cheese and then she puts in I think she said Montrachere which is a type of goat cheese so great um I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right but uh I I spelled it like phonetically in my notes And then she adds some garlic, some fresh thyme, three tablespoons of chopped parsley, and then she thins it out with a little bit of milk. And basically, she's making like an open-faced cucumber sandwich. And I love cucumber sandwiches. I love going to like high tea. Has anyone ever been to high tea? There's a great place called, oh, what is it called in Pittsburgh? Kate, if you're listening, you're probably saying it out loud because I feel like you've been there with Keon. 
I have to look it up. I remember. It's called the Inn on Negley. I remember that because it's like on Negley Street. Negley Ave. Who knows? Uh, but it's great. I've never been to high tea before ever. And I think Keon took me for Valentine's Day. Um, like our very first Valentine's Day, he took me there, which was great because it's just like a whole room full of like rich white women. And then like Keon and I are sitting there. But it was amazing. And that they just bring, I mean, if you've been to high tea, it's just lovely because it's like the first thing is typically some sort of finger sandwich, like a cucumber sandwich or something like that. And then the second one is any type of like, typically like a scone, I feel. And then the bottom tray is like dessert. And it's just like the perfect amount of everything. And the tea is great. And if you're with someone, the company is always great. Um, So yeah, high tea. And I feel like, if there are like high teas, I, Claire, I don't know if you're listening, but like I know that because um, my friend Claire is from the UK too. So like they do high tea the right way. Um, and I feel like there are probably even more um, options because I know sometimes they'll give you like a scone or maybe like a little bit of, um, I don't know, like a biscuit almost. And then they have like the clotted cream with like the little jams and stuff like that. Ugh, I need I need to go to high tea sometime soon. Anyway, um, so she slices up some cucumbers to make these open-faced sandwiches, and then she gets out the soup, the roasted um, tomato basil soup, and then she gets out the food mill. She says, I know it looks like a contraption that came down from Mars, but it's a food mill, and it's fabulous. It just purees everything, Um, which I feel like we had a food mill for, like, an entire year. We bought one at a yard sale and never used it. And then we got an immersion blender and just like never looked back. And I think we just like, I think we like donated the food mill because we were not using it. Um, But a food mill is cool. It's like, it's just, it's just like the conversion, conversion blender, immersion blender. I hope I said immersion blender before and not a conversion blender. (laughs) Um, It's just easier. We did it today for like a butternut squash sort of soup. And it's just like no fuss. It's an easy cleanup. But the food mill is just like crazy. You got to like use like (laughs) like the elbow grease and just like wind it and wind it and wind it if I had the time you know and just wanted to to experiment with it like I I wouldn't mind using it but the immersion blender is like no contest so this is all to say uh you know do whatever you think feels right so after she puts all the soup into the food mill she pours it into a mug she also grabs her open-faced cucumber sandwich and then sits down to watch a movie covered in a mustard yellow throw it's just so cozy i wonder what movie she's watching i wish they would like show it i just like what is ina garden's favorite movie does anyone know i need to know i think that's what i would ask her first if i ever met her <laughs> um it's interesting too because she's drinking the soup from the mug like it's coffee or hot cocoa she doesn't use the spoon which I guess is fine I, I, I'm not I'm not knocking her for it but it's just interesting because I guess yeah why not? I just never have thought I never would think to do that typically I don't really drink it maybe like at the end of like a soup I would like kind of pick up the bowl and drink the rest of it so why not drink all of it um so after the soup she comes back for the guilt-free in quotes, angel food cake. And she cuts herself a nice big slice. And then she just like takes a huge bite out of it. And as she's like chomping on this cake, she's like, I promise it's healthy. And then she walks out of the frame. The end. Uh, 
an amazing episode. These early episodes continue to be the gift that keeps on giving, and I need to do more of them. So I'm I might just like start binging season one and see what like like start a countdown of the craziest moments. But this definitely takes <laughs> the cake. Th- those lip balms were a highlight for me. And uh, just how many, like the treadmill shocked me too at the beginning. But I love it. I love these healthy recipes. I'm glad Ina changed it up for a week. And um, I feel like there are a couple more as well too that she tries to like balance them out every once in a while with a healthy episode. But uh, I guess that's it for today. So thank you again, everyone, for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter at GoodVanillaPod. You can also send me an email at GoodVanillaPod at gmail.com. Also, I have made a Facebook group for The Good Vanilla. It's very searchable. Just type in The Good Vanilla on Facebook. I do have a security question, which a lot of you have been getting wrong. (laughs) I asked, what does Ina cook for Jeffrey on Friday? And I'd say that four or five of you have answered it wrong. And... I put up that question because, and there's like multiple choice. We all know what the obvious answer is, but because I think sometimes there are like some random, like, I don't even know what you would call them, like bots that just like, and like someone, I let someone in the group and then they started like posting advertisement about like, I don't know, like hair extensions or something. So I want to make sure you're real. I'm trying to trust everyone, but um I do. I am suspicious of the people that don't know what Ina makes for Jeffrey on Friday. So if you can't get that right, I might not accept you. But uh, we'll see. If not, just send me a message and be like, I'm a real person. I just don't know what Ina makes Jeffrey. And we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kuchanov. And you can find more of me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.